Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Amen. Can we get into the Word this morning? I've just chewed up all my preaching time. Amen. Let's go to Luke's Gospel, uh, chapter 9. I'm going to read two verses this morning. Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, verse, verses 1 and 2. Amen. So turn your Bible on <laughs> and let's go. And welcome to Rawls Parents all the way from South Africa. Lovely to meet you this morning. God bless you. Thanks for being with us and thank you for being part of our online church family as well. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Are you ready? It says, Then He called His 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them. Everyone say the word sent. Come on a little bit louder. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. When I first came to our church 10 years ago, one of the thoughts I had in my heart was to figure out in our church's journey What would God have us to do when it came to campus expansion and campus extension? And it was a thought that I wrestled with. It's a thought that I really, if I was to be completely honest, submitted it to God. The church I had come from was a multi-site church, did multi-site incredibly well. And to some extent, I had a good understanding of what it was like to Uh, At that time, I was a lead pastor uh, of Influences Churches. By the way, Pastor Andrew Evans went to be with the Lord. Uh, So we we honour the Evans family and speak the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I was in Adelaide on Thursday at his funeral. And so out of that church, this multi-site church, God had, by His grace, equipped me to be able to understand multi-site. But in it all... Just because you have experienced something does not necessarily mean that that's what God wants you to take into your future. And so I submitted that to God and really left it with Him. And over a period of time, certain things began to emerge in my spirit. What I started to see was a generation of amazing people in our church that I knew were not meant to be kept here in this location only. I didn't believe that God was sending them to see you later, go well, in another part of the Kingdom of God. I felt God stirring me towards campus expansion and campus extension. And so, of course, Sutherland, which has existed now for 74 years, and of course, next year we'll do a big celebration for our 75th year, our church is not old, our church is still young, still vibrant, it's still fresh, remembering that in Genesis chapter 12, it says that Abraham was sent when he was 75 years of age. That was the beginning of his destiny when he was 75. Some of you have not even 75 and you're starting to give up. Come on now, you're not that old. It's probably a good time to go to Foot Locker and get yourself a nice pair of white Nike sneakers, because you, come on, you are not old. Uh 
75, God sends him to shape the nations of the world. That's our story. We're just beginning. <laughs> During that time, God expanded us to a place called Dunsborough, which is in the bottom of Western Australia, the Margaret River area. And of course, uh, you know the story. Uh, Shane and Serena are down there doing a phenomenal job for Jesus. Really, really good job. Shane has changed. He has changed. There's a mantle of authority on him that is just like, wow, I'm sitting with a leader. <laughs> really good. Then, of course, during that time, St Andrews uh, came about. I wasn't searching for St Andrews. I was actually driving to Dunsborough. Pastor Andrew Evans calls me. Pastor Andrew said, there's a church in the southwest of Sydney. Uh, he told me the story. The senior pastor, unfortunately, has been diagnosed with a tumour. Uh, it's going to be a very difficult time for them as a family. And he said, would you consider them becoming a Horizon Church? So Alison and I met with Pastors Adrian and, and Kathy Gray, and uh, I just needed a word from God. And I just felt God say, in it all, he said, honour your mother and your father. And this is a long-term ministry couple who were doing a great job for Jesus, had really built one of the more significant churches in our nation in years gone by. But now we're at a place where someone in the kingdom needed to honour them. And I felt God say to me, Horizon Church is to be that church and to help them in what they're going through. Sadly, of course, Pastor Adrian went to be with the Lord a short time after, but we had the opportunity to honour him, to honour his years of ministry and to look after his wife and to make sure that she's looked after and blessed and taken care of in her grief. But of course, St Andrews has continued to grow and expand. It's now multiple services. And Tim and Milani are doing the most exceptional job down there. And you, would, you may not know, but St Andrews now needs a new building. And the board has unanimously agreed. We, there's a building that we've found. I pray it's this one. <laughs> um, but they've been a little bit um, difficult to negotiate with. Uh, and it will give our St Andrews campus a 400-seater auditorium with brand-new kids' facilities, etc., etc. But I need you to pray. I really do. You know, Paul said in Thessalonians, time and time I've wanted to come to you, but Satan hindered us. And some battles are spiritual. And so we got to pray this in because I believe that God is calling Horizon St Andrews, which we will change the name when this happens to Horizon Southwest, to, to have broader shoulders down there, to be a lighthouse for Jesus in the Southwest of Sydney. During that time, online campus kicked in as well. And our online church community flourished under Aziza, Pastor Aziza and Matt's leadership. It's continued to grow. Now, of course it grew because we were doing Horizon at home because <laughs> we were all forced to stay at home and do church at home. But the amazing thing in our metrics with our online community is that when we came back to in-person services, you would expect that our online church community would actually start to plummet but in actual fact, it has continued to grow 
across the globe. And the good news is, this week, Aziza and Matt sent me a message that we now officially have a life group in Hong Kong. So how, how good is God? That, that God has continued to expand and enlarge. And then of course, we've got those that are in their embryonic stages. And that is of course, uh, Roshi Island with Matt and Nat Thistlewaite. Uh, Perth is moving. You need to know, Perth is moving. Don't think because you don't hear anything from me that it's not moving. It's moving. Uh, and, but timing is everything. Kairos timing is everything. And we're almost there. Western Sydney is on the radar for us. I haven't forgotten about it. Just, just like, it's all good. <laughs> and so good leaders understand timing. Just because something is declared, it doesn't mean it's for now. Sometimes it takes a year or two to unfold in the purposes of God. Now I want to make a statement this morning that I read, and by the way, we're just chatting at the moment. I haven't started preaching yet. This is just conversation. Um, and this is a statement that's been burning in my spirit, and that is the greatest way to affect a community, and this is Dr. Peter Wagner, he said, the greatest way to affect a community is the planting of prevailing churches. And so our church, as we've continued to reduce debt, we've had the joy spiritual mums and dads, of sending out sons and daughters from this house to expand the kingdom of God. Well, what a, what a joy that has been. Now, in our passage this morning, the 12 disciples, they'd been travelling with Jesus. They observed Him, they listened to Him, and their training really, we could say, was a, a how could I word this, a a experiential leadership masterclass. Uh, they saw Jesus calm stormy seas, uh, the dangerous demon-possessed man with the demon's legion was supernaturally delivered, a woman with the issue of blood, Jairus's daughter. And now Jesus is calling them to take a more active uh, part of the ministry. That is, they are being sent out to actively expand the kingdom of God and not just to watch Jesus do it, but for they themselves now to go and to be sent. And I believe that for us as a church, one of the things that God's been doing as we faithfully stewarded debt reduction, the page is turning in our church. And we, like these disciples, God is starting to stir in our church, a sending spirit, a spirit where we look beyond what's just here and now, but we're looking to the future, we're looking to the generations, we're looking to the sons and daughters that we can send into the harvest. So this morning, I wanna give you three things from this passage of what will make us an effective church. Number one, let's get into the Word now. Number one, an effective church recognises that he is the architect of all kingdom work. He is the architect of all kingdom work. Now, we can create things ourselves, but we as a church have made a decision to say, Holy Spirit, we wanna be led by you. Christ-centred, word-based, 
Come on, Spirit-led, led by the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1, it says, Then, watch this, He called His 12 disciples. The calling never came from their own desire for ambition. <laughs> the calling actually came from Jesus Himself. Over the years, one of the things that has guided me in the way that the Holy Spirit has led us through this journey of Horizon Church, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That is, if I author things, I need to finish them. But if He authors it, He will complete it. And I've rested in that. And I've rested in this call from God that the kingdom work that He has called us to has been authored by Him. In Genesis chapter 22, verse two, it says, take now your son. When God commanded Abraham to take Isaac on Mount Moriah, He said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac. The fact is, Abraham had two sons, but God will only recognise that which is birth of spirit. Take now your son, your only son, Isaac. And so God, in this journey, little by little as we prayed, and one of the reasons why a number of years ago we uh, got the downstairs room all sorted, because the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said that that room, apart from being a blessing to our kids' ministry and youth ministry and so on, it is to be the place of prayer, because the church, the future of our church will be carried on the shoulders of prayer. And so we've gone to God and we've said, God, would you lead us by your Holy Spirit? Number two, an effective church is unified. And because of that, it amplifies impact for God's glory. Just for the sake of time, I've got to skip a couple of things. Have a look at this verse when Jesus called them. Luke chapter nine, verse one. It says, then he called his 12 disciples together. Let's just part there for a second. Do you know the Greek word that's used there for called and the word that's used for together is the exact same word. You cannot have independent calls. Calling and together go hand in hand. Watch this. And gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Verse two, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. God has called us to be an effective church and the way that we do that is together. In the time that, uh, in the last, really last decade, Many of you would realise we, we really live in a divided and hostile world. In some ways, more than ever before. Jesus said that one of the signs of, uh, of the, the end days or the last days would be that nation would rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Uh, the word nation that's used there is the Greek word ethnos from where we get the English word ethnic. So ethnic groups, even within a nation, rising up 
against each other. And God has called us as the church to show unity, to be unified, to have one heart, one love, one voice. And that's our passion for Jesus Christ. And what's really, um, in almost really distasteful how it works is there are a lot of great things about social media, but one of the negatives of social media is the echo chamber that it creates. That is, the algorithms are written to keep feeding what you believe and to not give you any other thoughts or opposing views. So the more you dialogue and feed off a particular thought, the way social media is designed is to tell you that everybody else believes the same as you and the 0.5%, they're losers, they don't know what they're talking about. But what it's actually doing in our society is it's ripping our society apart and people are becoming more and more infatuated with a thought or an idea and a belief because they're engaging in something in social media. One of Jesus' great desires in John chapter 17, verse 20, when He firstly prayed for His disciples and then He looked into the future and He prayed for us. And He said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in Me through their Word. Watch this. That they may all be one. He's called us to oneness. How? as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Come on, what sets us apart is our unity. Jesus said, the world will know you are my disciples. How? By your love one for another. Again, the passage says, He called His 12 disciples together. Come on, this calling, this expansive call, For Horizon Church, there are no solo artists. There are no solo victories. There are no solo plans. If we're going to do what God has called us to do, we need to do it together. He called them. And the give, the offering give, one of the amazing things about generosity. See, you can be in a life group and move in a particular direction, have a certain emphasis, have a certain focus. There are different things that go on, but the one thing that unites us is our worship. Come on, our worship. And generosity is part of worship. Generosity is us coming together to say, we believe in the goodness of Jesus Christ. Watch this, that needs to touch a divided generation. Why? Because The greatest of these, Jesus said, or Corinthians says, Paul says, sorry, abide in faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. Because love unifies, love breaks down the walls, love gets rid of barriers. Now, if you look at the passage, their authority (laughs) that was given to them was over demons, and to cure diseases, not over people. The authority that we have is over principalities, powers, things that separate people. What God has called us to do, our authority is to serve. Serve people, 
serve the community. Our authority over things is over principalities and powers, wicked spirits, diseases, breaking them in the name of Jesus. And all that authority when it comes to people is, how do we serve you? How do we love you? Let's keep going. An effective church is not defined by how many it seats, but by how many, come on, it sends. The change of the wind of the Holy Spirit in the body of Christ is not calling people to a single location. Now, we need that because we've got to do communion together (laughs) and we've got to pray together and we've got to be connected. But the winds in the body of Christ, God is stirring His church. Now watch this. God calls us out to take us in. He brings us in to keep us. But not only does He keep us, He then sends us. I want to be called out to go in to be kept. But most believers park at being kept. (laughs) And Jesus is saying, the sender, the one who was sent, sent His disciples. He's saying, if the church is going to be effective in the 21st century, stop counting how many are sitting on seats. Of course, it's important. Understand our heart. Jesus counted one to a hundred, realised one was missing. Goes, we need to find him. <laughs> Jesus is a pastor, no doubt about it. But if we're going to change the world, if we're going to affect society, we need to be a sending church. It's like, you know, when you write a text message and you forget to press send, right? It's terrible. It's like, I sent you a message, you're supposed to bring me a chocolate home. Where's the chocolate? (laughs) And so many believers, they've got the word, but send has not been pressed. Psalm says he sent his word and healed our disease. Come on. There has to be a sending if we're going to be effective. Even Jesus, Luke chapter 4 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has, come on, He has sent me. And this gift, prophetically, I'm really prophesying over you today more than kind of preaching a sermon. The gift is about the turning of the page at Horizon Church. Why? Because He's sending us. He's sending the sons and daughters of the house. Not because we want to make a name for ourselves. Come on. Not because we're trying to be known by worldly standards. Because our desire in our heart is, is to see people come to Christ. To see the Kingdom of God advance. Because in this hostile world, divided world that we live in, people need to be able to come to church and encounter a body of believers where they say, man, I feel so loved. I feel so connected. They know my name. They've loved me. They've prayed for me. Can we in Jesus' Name this morning recognise what God is doing at Horizon Church? There is a sending that needs to take place. Now, 
In Luke chapter 9, verse 2, it says, He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. You know what's interesting? The Latin word for sent is missio. It's where we get the English word missions from. Missions and expansion is simply to be sent. And then in Luke chapter 10, verse 1, this sending thing was so strong. It says, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of Him to every city and town. Watch this. Why are we doing Dunsborough? Because Jesus did. He went to the city and He went to the town. You cannot affect Australia with the good news of Jesus Christ if Australian Christians do not have a passion for towns. Impossible. We're a scattered nation and we need to have a heart for towns as well. But this is the amazing thing, the towns are growing (laughs) and there are people who need the love of God. Now watch this, it says in the latter part of that verse, where He was about to go. There are some places where we'll plant, (laughs) just like Jesus sent them out two by two. And the job of the campus pastor is to break up fallow ground (laughs) because the revival hasn't come yet. Jesus hadn't come at that point in time to that location. It's where He was about to go. And then in verse two, there are other places where Jesus says, the harvest is truly great, but the labourers are few. And to some extent, it's what Sutherland is experiencing under Pastor Christie and Andrew's leadership. The harvest is great, but the labourers are few. We've seen an increase across the breadth of our church in families. Our, Our kids ministry is the largest it's been in the time that I've being the senior pastor. There's been a harvest of expansion in the purposes of God. Some places you labour, some places there's a harvest. And then it says in Luke chapter 10, verse three, the very next verse, He says, Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Now that's the campus you don't want to run. (laughs) Some campuses, you got to till the soil to wait till Jesus comes. Some, you get in there, there's a harvest and it's all happening and you see the goodness of God in a moment. But then there are others where there's opposition. And notice it says wolves, plural. (laughs) That's the one I don't wanna run, Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. (laughs) But there's ascending. There's ascending in the Holy Spirit where God is calling us in the turning of the page at Horizon Church because I have a dream. I have a dream that one day when we come to our June offering that we won't be talking about debt reduction. What we'll be talking about is the sending of the sons and daughters into the harvest. And I'm asking you, church, I'm asking you, to recognise where we're at. The men of Issachar understood the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. We are right on the verge, right on the verge of clearing this debt 
So that our vision offering in June is about who are we sending? Where are we going? Where has God told us to go to? Campuses, how's the harvest? What are you saying, Holy Spirit? What do you wanna do? What's your plan? What's your purpose? Where are you taking us, Holy Spirit? This is God's architectural plan for Horizon Church. We have been faithful, faithful, faithful stewards in the way we've looked after God's resource. We've been faithful. I can guarantee you at our board and the different people that we have overseen this arena of our church, to the glory of God, we do it with excellence. Because I had a philosophy right from the start. If you respect favour, you attract it. If you disrespect favour, it moves away from you. And I said, God, whatever You give us, we'll respect it, we'll honour it, we'll do what You tell us to do, little by little, we'll walk this journey out. And now, Horizon Church, God is bringing us to a place where the sons and daughters are going out. It was my dream that Tim and Milani could be in a place where the auditorium's too small. I preached there on Good Friday and there were rows in the foyer (laughs) because people couldn't fit in. Now, that's not to boast. I feel more sad than anything because I wanted those people to be inside in Good Friday service. But it shows us that God is breathing, God is moving. There's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's happening and there is a sending Spirit that God is breathing over our church. This give in the June offering is all about the turning of the page at Horizon Church. It's the turning of the page so that we can continue to reduce the debt on this facility. Why? So that we can sow and invest our money into the harvest. So that we can see more and more people come to Christ. And how are we gonna do that? Campuses house the harvest. Over the next couple of months, I'm on a prayer journey. I'm on a prayer journey all the way up to our September conference. By the way, Don't forget, Horizon Conference is coming up in September. (laughs) And the reason why I'm on this prayer journey is because I've been asking God for several months now, Lord, what does the next 10 years look like? What does this decade of harvest look like? How many campuses, Lord, are You asking us to establish? Is it an extra two? Is it an extra five? Is it an extra 10? Is it more than that? I I don't know. But all I know is that as we move through this journey of removing the debt that's been there, it's gonna position us as a church to send the sons and daughters. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Anyone can keep children but the purpose of sons is to send. God is building an apostolic mantle on this house. Now watch this, when we send, it's not like in, you know, in the old days, in the 70s and 80s, when pastors got sent, young couples just go, oh, off you go. They had to 
pray and fast for 90 days. They'd go door knocking and, you know, it, it really was just ripping it open from scratch. When we send sons and daughters, now, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, it's just how things had to be done back then. We're sending them with a team. We're sending them equipped. We're sending them trained. We're sending them empowered. We're sending them full of the Holy Spirit so that we can see light penetrate dark places. Last Sunday, I was preaching in Dunsborough. It's growing, it's expanding. It goes to weekly services in August. Uh, and God's been kind. All these people, I met Royal's friends who live in Margaret River. They came to church. Like, hey. That was two months ago. <laughs> and I give the salvation call. And uh, it was a particular lady who put up a hand. I'm like, awesome. Love it when people give their heart to Christ. How cool is that? So, uh, you know, the team do their follow-up and, and also I want to be kind. And I went up to her at the end of the service. Hey, thank you. I noticed you put up your hand. And her three boys, she's got uh, three awesome young boys, triplets, by the way, <laughs> who come running to her and grab her. And this is what they say to her as I'm talking to this mum. They say, Mum, guess what? Mum's like, what? I said, we gave our heart to Jesus this morning. <laughs> Three boys. And the mum had tears in her eyes. Why? Because she encountered the love of God. She encountered the presence of God. Because we're gonna be ascending church. We're gonna see people find Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. So many other stories I could tell you. This is what God is doing in our church. I'll finish with this story. Our musicians and our team, if you could come, that'd be great. I was jumping on a plane recently and you kind of, you know, you line up. I'm a very impatient person. <laughs> I don't like lines. <laughs> and I'm standing there waiting, waiting, flight's delayed and I'm like, oh man. And there's an elderly lady in front of me and she's kind of looking at her ticket, you know, she's kind of got the, the paper printed out ticket. She's looking at it. And then she's looking at, you know, the, the entrance uh, towards the aircraft, you know, they kind of put the flight number up, you know, QF768. And she's looking at her ticket, she's looking at this and she's just standing there. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says to, her, to me, tell this elderly lady she's actually standing in the wrong line. Her flight was boarding two gates further down. So I said, excuse me, <laughs> would you mind? Um, I can see you're, you're looking at your flight number. Um, can I just double check for you that you're in the right line? Look at it, look at the number <laughs> on the screen at the entrance. She's got the wrong QF. <laughs> She's supposed to be over there. I said, your, 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 your flight's boarding. It's, it's, it's the final call. You need to go to that line. There is such a stirring 
of the Holy Spirit at the moment that the church is in the right line. Such a stirring. It's not about us. It's not about who we are. Because if we're in the right line, church, God's gonna carry us to our right destination. This destination is about people who don't know Jesus Christ. And the page is turning in our church. And there is a cry in the harvest, a cry in the harvest. And God by His grace has raised up sons and daughters in this house, not to keep them, but to send them. You get around Tim and Milani at the moment, they are different people to who they were two years ago. I mentioned earlier, I sit with Shane and Serena, I'm like, Shane, you got broad shoulders, my brother. Oh, it's like, whew, it's happening. <laughs> I sit with Aziza and Matt. God's doing an amazing work. I speak to Christy and Andrew, and I'm like, Christy, you're a different person. Mums and dads, can we do what God has called us to do? Can we rise up in faith in this season with generosity to continue to pay down the debt that we have on this facility? Not that much, by the way, we're almost there. It's the fourth runner of the relay race. Can we finish the journey strong? Because I'm asking you to dream the dream with me. Because I mentioned earlier about this prayer journey that I'm on, because in September, at Horizon Conference, I felt the Lord speak to me and say, you need to preach uh, on the morning service. And at that service, we're gonna reveal to our church the 10-year plan of campus expansion for Horizon Church. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am, Lord, send me. Amen, amen. Father, we just thank You today for Your beautiful plan. We honour You, Jesus. We honour You, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Jesus. You truly are the Saviour of the world. We worship You, we worship You, we worship You and we bless You. Father, I thank You for what You're doing in Horizon Church. I thank You, Lord, for the generations that have gone before us. You, you know who they are. All the way from Pastor Norm Armstrong and his family to those who followed and passed on the baton of the anointing. Lord, we wanna humbly come before You in this season. And we wanna say, God, our hearts are open. Our hearts are open to your plan, to your purpose and whatever it is that you want to do. I thank you, Lord, for houses of revival where the sick are healed. Lord, those who are confused are touched by the love of Jesus and find a place where they belong. Lord, those who are searching for purpose, mums and dads whose marriages are in trouble, will be in the presence of God, find a home where their marriages are healed. 
and their children are blessed. Father, I thank You that in each of these locations, Church, I feel an anointing now. I prophesy youth ministries. Youth ministries. Come on. Youth ministries. Youth ministries. Many, many young men and young women rising up in the call of God. I thank You for it in Jesus' wonderful Name. So Church, our vision offering give is coming up on the last Sunday of this month. And can I humbly ask you to pray about what you've heard today, (laughs) to go to God as a family, as a husband and wife, as an individual, as grandparents, and to ask God what He would have you to do. Now, now here's, here's something that I really need to say, because this is now coming from my pastoral heart. And the Bible teaches us that we should not give under compulsion. The Bible says that we should give, let each man give as he purposes in his heart. That is, I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. But maybe, maybe what God is doing and maybe what God is doing at Horizon St Andrews in this give, because I care for the people that are down there. The youth ministry is exploding. It it actually is, it's exploding what God's doing down there. Maybe in this give, not only do we continue to reduce debt, but we can stand here with Tim and Milani one day on this stage and say, God has blessed us so much that we can get a new facility to house what God is doing. Come on, God is doing something great. This is our turn and this is our opportunity. I'm gonna finish there. And um, because today really, I just wanted to share my heart. I just wanted to share what I felt, where we're at as a church, uh, what we're going through, uh, reading the times and and reading the season. I'm gonna be preaching again next Sunday morning and I really wanna expand on this thought of sending and what God is doing in this season. I don't propose just so that you know, I wanna make this very, very clear with you. I don't propose to be some kind of leader that everybody knows and, and that, that's, that's not the heart of Horizon Church. We're doing this because I have a passion for the lost and I have a passion to see sons and daughters raised up and to be sent into the harvest. Can you agree with me with that? Come on, can you agree with me with that? Come on, let's give Jesus a hand of praise. Thank you, Christy. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.